1: Is your fear causing you to be stuck, procrastinate, overeat, or hide under the covers? Well then, you are in the right place. This podcast, Break Fear, Find Your Freedom, is about people just like you. Interview people who have found their freedom and shed some fear. Some of them are still finding their freedom, but they are ordinary people. So, sit back, grab your cup of coffee or your running shoes and let the fun begin. Oh, by the way, if you listen to the end, we have some fun, exciting competition just for you. So, I'm really excited to show you the way. Come in, listen and let's share the fun. Hello everybody, this is Karina again and today I have a very special guest, Noelle Alvarez, the unlikely poet. But before I even speak to Noelle, let me just read and share this with you. Ignorance was bliss, her lies like sweet nectar of her lips, her mouth a two-edged sword wielding blissful deceit. In the cotton fields of her arms, safe, I feel, though I bleed. I cannot have my cake and eat it too, a decayed rose in a garden which no longer gleams. Love you, I do, but I cannot shake what you did. Take care. At times we can be so captured with the need to love, we overlook the importance of self-care. We put others' needs before our own, only to find our spirit drowning in the deep. Now, that's a good notion to say. Hello, Noel. How are you? Hello. Today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm awesome, thank you. So, Noel, those were really sweet, very um, deep poems. They were short ones from your um, Where Rose Blooms, and we'll talk a bit about that later. But just for now, tell me a bit about
0: Who Noel is? Uh, Well, uh, Noel uh, is uh, a poet.
1: Oh, okay. So, how did Noel (laughs) become a poet?
0: Uh, well, it's I can say it started when I was a little kid. Um, probably like around the fifth grade. Uh, uh, my teacher had uh, me and a group of kids uh, write a book. uh, Write. A short story that was going to be published and become part of a, a classroom book. So uh, I say around the fifth grade, yeah, that's when uh, I uh, got into poetry. But uh, as life went on, it kind of uh, got put on the back burner. So uh, I say the, the fire got rekindled like around 2017 after I uh, began my master's in business. Oh,
1: wow. So that was quite a long time from, from being a child to getting your master's in business what happened along the way i mean why didn't you continue on your on poet's path as a poet why didn't you continue creating your poetry
0: uh because um you know, i got in wrong uh involved with the wrong crowd i made wrong, uh, the wrong kind of friends and uh soon i found myself uh uh, addicted to uh, crystal meth, and so uh, I struggled with addiction for like about 10 years. So from the age of 15 to like 25, 26, yeah, I was battling addiction. So between that and and uh, living out on the streets and whatnot, and and uh, getting locked up in jail, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, future endeavors of mine got really uh, uh, put on the back burner. Wow, you talk like you talk very like flippantly about it, but
1: to 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 be at this point right now, where you writing poems, you've published a book, and you've got so many exciting um, projects on the on the burn. Because we spoke about that earlier, how did you get out of it ten years of addiction? And you hear a poet a published poet how did you do that and what happened to change uh, to just shift to to break to what was the breakthrough what determined this change right uh
0: well it was uh, you know a lot of uh, i mean we we're talking about 10 years there so it, it uh it was the lifestyle the the constant drug abuse and uh the way I was living and the burnt bridges that I had uh, caused and the hurt and, you know, it just, it it all uh, sunk in and and hit me. And it wasn't until like 2009 when I was uh, sitting in a crash short-term drug inpatient program in uh, San Diego that, uh, you know, I really uh, started thinking about where my life was headed. I mean, I remember just sitting in the living room, looking around at 49 strange men. And uh, we're talking about men, you know, old enough to be my father, old enough to be my grandfather, still there struggling with addiction and hearing their stories and then taking a look at my life. I was like, you know, I don't want to be here doing this. You know, I don't want to be in a a continuous uh, cycle that's going to be bringing me down let alone the people that love me, you know, down as well. Because, you know, like 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 I was always told and like I saw, you know, addiction just doesn't affect, you know, the person that's addicted, it affects, you know, the people around them. You know, and so I just, you know, took a look at that and was like, you know what, I need I need, I need to make a change, you know. So uh it wasn't easy, but, you know, I, I ended up, you know, after leaving the inpatient program, I ended up uh going into uh, uh to a school down in mission valley and uh, and, and uh tried to go for my medical specialties uh degree but you know as you know life went on things you know just didn't go right and i found obstacles you know getting in the way and so, so uh yeah it wasn't until like about 2014 when i went back to college but this time for my business degree that uh I began to hone in on my writing. You know um, I was required to do a lot of writing in college and do a lot of essays and you know so it just you know kind of like reignited that passion for writing and as I began you know delving into other books and whatnot it just you know I just found myself soon uh, looking to uh, begin my my career as, as a poet
1: Oh, wow, that's quite a story. So would you say that you you beat fear in some way?
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, in fact, that was uh, one thing that uh, prevented me from uh, uh, stopping my addiction and, and really uh, looking to try to get my life back on track was fear, you know, the fear of unknown, you know, uh, not, not knowing if I could do it or, you know, because at that point, it, I mean, you know, the drug had a hold of me and I just couldn't see myself going, you know, uh, a day without it. You know, I mean, I, it's just, I, was, I was really a, a, a lost individual. And so, you know, I remember, yeah, I just, you know, fear was a big, you know, a big thing. And so it wasn't until I was in that program though that I, I began to li- uh, listen to my counselor and seeing that uh, he had, you know, and listening to his story and seeing that he had, you know, gone through basically the same thing I had gone through and seeing that, you know, he was able to, to leave the lifestyle alone and then, you know, make something of himself. It, 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 it gave me hope, you know, and uh, fear at that point didn't seem like such a, a, a big intimidating thing, you know.
1: Mm. Uh, well, that's a good one. Now, I was just thinking, what made you get it, go into the program in the first place?
0: uh i was uh like i said i had gotten uh uh in trouble with the law uh, around the age of 19 because of my addiction and so i ended up uh doing about four months in jail and i had signed a a, a a plea agreement to do four months and uh be put on felony probation for three years and so part of the condition was to do an outpatient program but uh when I got released from jail, um, I ended up uh, skipping out on, on my uh, probation officer and uh, moving back home with uh, my family. And uh, that ended up leading to a warrant for my arrest, which uh, didn't get fulfilled in, until like 2007. And so uh, I got locked up again. And then, you know, I came out and it it just you know yeah it, I just needed you know to, to, to get my life straight so you know it wasn't then until uh, you know uh I got put on probation again because I didn't fulfill you know my obligations prior and so the outpatient program turned into an inpatient program and so uh in 2008, when I was released, I was part of my, my condition, you know, one more year of uh, uh, felony probation and along this time with the uh, inpatient program. So in January of 2009, that's when I checked myself into the uh, inpatient program. And, you know, just, you know, I really didn't, I didn't really expect, you know, to uh, change my life because Uh, As when I was released in 2008 for the uh, serving of another four months because of my warrant, uh, I I was still, you know, messing around with crystal meth, you know, Mm -hmm. and so in in January of 2009, you know, that's when you know I went in and you know it just that's when I had that you know that reality check, you know that you know it just you know surrounded by these guys and being you know. it it, it, kind of like almost kind of like being paraded around too because we had to go and, and do like little exercises when we were in the uh program we had you know exercise time and what we had to do was walk around the neighborhood you know and we had to walk you know and here was this big old huge single file line of block but everybody knew you know what we were and that was addicts walking around and were, uh, and part of an inpatient program so that was kind of like a, a humiliating thing to, to, to mm-hmm. be walking around and have people seeing me you know and even though they didn't know me it's just still it was just you know people knowing that hey there goes an addict though you know what I mean because you know that's why he's in the you know he's, he's in the program mm-hmm. so yeah it's just you know once I got to that program that's just when that reality checked me and then I've been on the road life back together and uh uh then you know making something of myself
1: wow and that's congratulations that you've come this far not, not many people get to um that point not many people can say that they that they survived or that they they accomplished so much that like you have so i commend you on that
0: thank you thank you I appreciate it I I I always say that you know when I when I when I talk about my story I always say that the uh 10 years that I was addicted to uh crystal meth it always felt like 20 Mm. you know I I I went through so much and I experienced so much you know and it's, it's, you know, it's very humbling to be at this point. This, I mean, because you're correct, not a lot of people, you know, make it. Not a lot of people survive. I mean, uh, I was, uh, I used to work at Shell and uh, a former assistant manager of mine uh, ended up falling back into that life and ended up losing his life because of it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we're talking about just uh, three years ago you know i got the news and found out that he ended up passing away and it's like it's it's you know it's it's very sad and it's humbling the you know that you know yeah i made it out of that lifestyle but there's there's some that, that don't
1: well, what advice would you give to someone if they're in that situation
0: uh just if, if you're tired of, of that lifestyle if you're tired of the 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 merry-go-round that is addiction don't let fear stop you from thinking that you can overcome it you know it's all about first it's all about your mindset and secondly it's about who you surround yourself with so it's if you really want to make that change and become something better then you know what just do it don't 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 let fear sit there in your head just do it
1: no oh, thank you yes Um, it's quite something to get out of that uh, that cycle so like i said again congratulations on that so uh, noel do you would you say that you find freedom
0: uh oh yeah definitely uh more so in uh in my poetry than anything that i uh i really you know you know, one thing I, I found myself struggling with when, when I was uh, trying to uh, make this change and, and 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 just turn around and, and leave drugs was uh, mm-hmm. pent-up uh, emotions that I had, you know, bottled-up emotions, because one thing, I never had the freedom of expression growing up, you know, and that kind of, like, kind of, like, played a part into my rebellious attitude, mm-hmm. you know, and so... You know, not until I uh, got back into poetry and more so love poetry did I find uh, freedom, you know, and I, I, that's why I just, you know, I don't. That's why I, strict, I, I stick mainly to love poetry because, I mean, there's nothing higher than the vibration of love. You know, there's there's nothing that supersedes that, you know, and uh, it, you don't have to be in love with someone to be able to experience the fullness of love you know and that and that's that's the beauty of love you know it doesn't always necessarily mean you know uh love between a man and a woman you know love is just you know a agape love is just unconditional love you know love for your your fellow man you know uh, and so I just found you know through your love poetry you know I'm I'm not chained through uh through my emotions like I used to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and would you say that that, that caused your, a lot of your, your healing as well? Yeah,
0: yeah. Without even uh, realizing it, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's like, how can you love if you're still consumed by hate? Or how can you be experiencing the fullness of love if you have things in the past that you haven't come to terms with you know and I just don't think that someone can actually experience the fullness of love and actually be committed to uh love poetry without coming to terms with their past
1: Mm. yes so that obviously um, provides a, a lot of healing for you so why did you choose poetry as opposed to writing romance
0: stories Books? Uh, I guess, well, cause I, I like the rhyming. I like the art of poetry. I like the, uh, the fact that although there are standards to poetry, there's really no uh, template for poetry writing. Uh, with novel writing, there's kind of like really a format you, you should stick to, if, especially if you want to be a good uh, a novel writer. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, or without you know doing it your way. But really, there's 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 a format to uh, to follow. But whereas poetry, you know, as long as you 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 know you know the basics, alliteration, assonance, you know, prosody, you know, it, it there's really no uh, rules as to how you know the poem should go. So. You know that's one thing I really like about poetry, and then, you know, love. Everybody, everybody, you know, is intrigued by love in some way, shape, or form. You know, so yeah. Just and then, you know, at the same time, I'm I'm I'm, I am a Virgo, so love is just part of my nature.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Virgo. Okay, so and now let me let's talk a bit about your first book, where roses bloom um it's really it's really a very uh adept uh title because it's probably where roses bloom that's that's like the beginning of your 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 journey um is that why you called it that or where did you get the title
0: from yeah that's kind of along the lines of where i got it from uh i was you know i, I, I of course i started writing the you know, the poems first, you know, the the title of the book was the last thing that I came up with. So um, I was just, you know, taking a look around, you know, my my uh, social media channels and, you know, catching up with, you know, all of the friends that I, you know, didn't keep in touch with, which I probably should have kept in touch with because, you know, they're the ones that ended up, you know, doing good and making something of themselves. And, you know, they you know, are, you know, career oriented and, you know, have families right about now. So I was just looking at that and taking a look at my situation. It was just like, you know, hey, you know, not everybody, you know, arrives to a point in life at the same time. And it wasn't until two, I I was reading a book by Grant Cardone where he was talking about, you know, how he ended up, you know, going through addiction in his early 20s. Well, er, you know, late teens, early 20s, and uh, he didn't see success in his life until his mid-30s. And, you know, it just, you know, and how, you know, he called himself a late bloomer. And, you know, I just started thinking right there. I was like, you know, that's that's what I am. You know, I'm a late bloomer, you know, I yeah, sure, you know, some of my friends are, you know, already got families and, you know, they, you know, other ones got careers and whatnot, And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one behind, but hey, you know, I'm catching up and, you know, I'm, I'm going to bloom regardless. So, you know, it was in thinking of all of that, that, you know, I was just going to be like, you know, where where, roses bloom. Hmm, I
1: love it. That's really cool. Um, I really love it. And the, the story behind it is is awesome as well. Um, so, yes, well, congratulations on that book. And I know you've got some other projects um, a lot that you're working on at the moment, and those are, we'll probably chat about them at some other point. Um, Noel, what impact would you like to make on the world?
0: A mm. uh, uh, positive impact. I mean, I. I leave uh, an impact of hope and inspiration, you know, through through my poetry and through anything that I do in life. I, I want to be an example to people that, you know, come up in life like me that, you know, don't come on the right side of the track, so to speak, you know, that end up, you know, uh, uh, becoming outcasts, become societies of Uh, problems that are swept under the rug that you too can you know leave that life and make something of yourself you too can you know become a a productive member of society you know and where uh, people counted you out you know there you are back in the game fighting a good fight you know and so uh, yeah I just you know I want to be you know an example and I feel like through my poetry and through you know my future endeavors, I, I I can accomplish that, and I can do that.
1: Hmm. I love that. That's very cool. Um, what? Tell us about what's Noel got planned for the next few months or year. Well, you don't have to give us details, but just um, uh, what's your what's your vision for the next year? Uh.
0: Well, I got, you know, uh, I'm I'm working on my second book, um, but uh, I got, you know, um, a few things, you know, I I got this, you know, poetry contest that I want to, you know, end up having, uh, where, you know, I can, you know, offer somebody the opportunity to win my copy of Where Roses Bloom, a signed copy at that, and, you know, give people a chance to win, you know, a couple of, you know, all sorts of stuff, you know, Amazon gift certificates, Barnes and Noble gift certificates. So, you know, I I want to, you know, work on that and, you know, continue, you know, my writing and through my writing as well as, you Look to uh, give give back to the community, you know, by going to uh, some of the uh, inpatient programs around, you know, San Diego County, and share my story, and look to uh, begin to reach, you know, uh, uh, people, uh, you know, in, in, in that facet.
1: Oh, yes, that, that will be that will be great. You'll be a, a good example, and with that, you'll be able to lift up a whole lot of people. So that would be pretty awesome um what advice would you give noel 10 years ago
0: Mm. noel 10 years ago uh see that would that would see that would put uh 2011 and that was actually you know because of the things that were going on in my life you know i actually flirted with the notion of uh giving up and going back to the lifestyle that i was uh accustomed to um because you know at that point i was struggling uh with uh, the relationship with my father because uh, uh, uh for a couple friends that i had met yeah, my first go around at school, um, I probably would have, you know, gone back to that lifestyle. But, you know, they gave me a place to stay. And then once, you know, for lack of a better term, shit hit the fan. there at their their place. Uh, we had to go to El Cajon, and it wasn't there until there where where my friend gave me a, uh, his car, and I was living out of the car and. For a year i struggled living out of a car until i finally got a job and was able to get myself out of a car and into an apartment and uh you know if i if i could tell myself back then i would have told myself to uh to not give up school you know because you know uh that was really what put me back on the path to uh to uh, finding my passion, rediscovering my passion for poetry because it was just, it was the writing. I remember one time when I was uh, trying to go for uh, my medical school specialties degree, I was sitting there uh, getting tutored, and uh, my tutor was coming, uh, trying to come up with a, a summary uh, of uh, the class that I was supposed to write. And you know, as I began, you know, talking about what I wanted to write, and as I began writing, he, he told me, "It's like, hey, you know, you." write pretty well you know you could you you know you can put your your thoughts and your ideas on 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 paper pretty you know pretty good and I I didn't you know I dismissed it at the time I really didn't think too much of it you know and it wasn't you know and then again when I went back to school in 2014 my English teacher you know she uh she gave us a, a project for us to uh to uh write a uh uh something that we overcame in our life and so I remember writing that essay and it, it turned into like like a eight, nine, 10 page essay. And so I remember her messaging me and was like, wow, she's like, you're so quiet in class. I didn't know you had so much to say. <laughs> and, you know, and of course, you know, could, uh, there were some, you know, some, you know, grammar, you know, errors and whatnot. And, you know, she said, aside from that, you know, you, 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 you you write pretty well, you know, and so it's, you know, because of me going back to school that I rediscovered that passion and, you know, I ended up taking myself to an a, a online course, a class where, you know, I learned uh, in-depth writing through AY, AY, mm-hmm. yeah, and there uh, I, w- I took an intensive course and learned, you know, the ins and outs of writing and how to use you know, certain, you know, uh, quotations and whatnot, and just all the tools, you know, to writing, I just I, you know, took that course and it just, you know, refined my writing skills, you know, as best as I could. And I fed myself a lot of, you know, books, you know, you know, I I even bought uh, the art, you know, poetry by uh, Mary Oliver. You know the handbook uh, to how to write poetry,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so I just you know, cause you know I wanted, I wanted to to uh, know how to write poetry, you know? and so I so I just fed myself everything, and sure enough, there you know because of school, I, I I I found that, and so yeah, I would have told myself back then to not give up school. In fact, actually, I would tell myself to get. Get gone into business school versus uh, medical specialties because for me the uh, medical specialties was uh, there was a, a set ceiling you know being that I had a record and whatnot and mm. so where, whereas business with entrepreneurship you know there's no you know it's it's basically trailblaze you know you set a path and you know there it is you know you just got to put in the work you gotta you know get on the grind as they say so you know that's that's what I've been doing you know since since 2014 I've really been going hard and 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 going all out with this you know I've got I've you know I've I've you know burned uh old bridges between old friends you know and I've made it really hard for me to ever turn around and and go back you know and so mm-hmm. you know I it's it's the best thing I've ever did you know its the best thing I've ever done uh, and you know like we were speaking earlier it's 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 helped me acquire that freedom you know that that I really longed for you know I've always felt like you know since since 15 all the way until like about maybe 33 I've always felt like I've been carrying a ball and chain around you know mm-hmm. I've always felt like I was cuffed you know and uh, I don't I don't feel like that anymore you know I I, I, I I just you know my mindset and where I'm at today is, is totally different than it was uh, 15 years ago you know and so yeah it's it's just it's it's really humbling and it's really awesome you know and I'm very thankful you know for you know what this journey has led to so far and you know I'm, I'm I know there's a lot more but, you know, just, you know, up until now, I'm just, I'm just extremely thankful and, and just, you know, took in, you know, took him uh, uh, back by it.
1: Okay. Last question, Noel. What advice would you give um, young people that want to write poetry?
0: Uh, I, would, I would recommend Become Poetry. You know, feed yourself everything and everything poetry. I mean, you know, I, I, one thing, I mean, I, I struggled with this too and, you know, and it's like one thing, you know, what we do as writers, we, we get a little prideful, we get in a spot to where we don't want anybody to crisp, criticize or critique our writing, you know? And uh, the best thing you can do is leave yourself in a, in a spot for learning. And the best way to do that is, you know, feed yourself anything and everything that has to do with poetry. You know, the more you read, the more you'll learn and the more it'll open up your eyes and, and, your, and your heart to, to creativity, you know, you, you know, and I mean, use everything and anything, you know, use your experiences, you know, in the past relationships, uh, use a, in life experiences, you know, uh, use what others go through, you know, uh take everything everything look at anything and everything and see how you can apply it to your poetry you know basically become a sponge
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love that well how can people find you
0: uh they can find me on instagram at noel underscore alvarez one or on linkedin those are the only two uh social media uh channels that i operate from so either or mm-hmm.
1: okay and what about your book where can they find your
0: book uh, Where Roses Blooms is uh, available on uh, Amazon, Kindle uh, or through uh, my publisher's website uh, at com.
1: okay that's really cool do you would you like have you got one last remark to say
0: uh if you're not following me give me a follow i would appreciate it and you won't regret (laughs) it
1: i love that thank you noel this has been enlightening and i really love this time together um so i'm sure we'll soon. it will be really great to to um follow up with you at some point so we can see how you've grown and all these exciting projects how they're coming to life um so we'll probably chat soon too Um, Thank you, Noel. It's been thank you, Karina. Chat soon, and don't forget to follow Noel. Thank you, everybody. Yes, please. (laughs) And uh, we'll (laughs) chat soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the end. It was an honor to have you. Now, as promised, our competition. But first, let me tell you what you can win. There are coaching sessions up for grabs, crystals, signed books from authors, and other exciting things. So, jump in and click below where you'll find all the details of the competition. It runs only for a week, and our grand prize winner will be announced on Tuesday at the same time. I look forward to it, and look forward to seeing you there. Good luck and let the fun begin. See you next week.